Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Hello, friends. This is Scott Holtz with Rivers in the Desert International. We greet you from the promised land, the land of Israel, and we literally have rivers in the desert breaking out this week. Incredible flash floods hitting the southern desert regions of Israel. Even last night, major flooding in the north, especially in the city called Nahariya. And guess what Nahariya means in Hebrew? The river of God. <laughs> Glory to God. So waterfalls are breaking out incredible deluge of rain coming. This is exciting, not just because the drought uh, and refilling up the the aquifers for agriculture and drinking water and the Kinneret filling up, but there is a prophetic sign. I want you to stay with me today and listen to this podcast. There is a prophetic sign for all of us in what's happening right now. I'm going to do my best under the anointing of God here to break open the text for you. Hallelujah. And uh, here we go. Let me just give you a little background. My, uh, I was raised and trained in biblical literature. My whole goal was to know the Word of God and to know Him. Glory to God. Not go other ministry routes, but to get to know the Word. Biblical literature. Dig in. And I remember always laying hands on all the theological books and the, and the texts and the Dead Sea Scroll manuscripts and all these things. And I'd lay hands on them in a postgraduate work. Uh, and graduate and postgraduate work. And I would just sit there and pray, Abba, let me eat the hay and spit out the sticks, so to speak. Let me know what you want me to know and let me spit out what is speculation or philosophy or has nothing to do with eternal matters. And glory to God. I thank God for that ability to sift through these things and present this to you. This is my job. He spoke to me many, many years ago and said, Son, my word that you bring forth will be like streams or rivers in the desert, and it will bring the refreshing to my people. So my job is to encourage you, to refresh you, to service your faith, glory to God, to get your engine operating, give you a Holy Ghost dino tune, hallelujah, get your engine operating at full capacity to get you to the place where you're moving in that zone where you can run this race with endurance. You can be a pillar of faith in your sector of responsibility to equip you, to encourage you. So that's the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you. And we greet the thousands of people that are listening in. Hallelujah. Our friends and partners and those that have come in uh, through word of mouth or somebody may have forwarded the email to you, maybe found us on Google, whatever. We are here to service your faith. Glory to God. So I really enjoy getting into the Word of God. I love the move of the Spirit. I love the invisible realm of the Holy Spirit. But I really love the Word of God. And there's a lot of spooky and flaky and weird and mystical things happening out there in so-called prophetic movement and with Christians flocking after different manifestations. And brothers and sisters, I want you to manifest, hallelujah, in a Berean attitude. I want you to manifest today to be one to search the Scriptures out. Glory to God. And not just rely on... uh, uh, a new translation. Start looking up the translation. Start getting the the tools that you need 
to look up words, hallelujah, and to know the Word of God, to know especially the Old Testament prophets because it makes up the New Testament mystery. Hallelujah. And so there is, you know, there's a lot of people prophesying about this happening and this, and this is a sign. But I want to see when something in the Bible happens before our very eyes. Hallelujah. And it is happening right now. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I do something new. So embedded here in Isaiah chapter 43 is the key sign, the sign that is for all of us to rally around, hallelujah, of the new thing God's doing in earth. Now, I just say surface reading in English, you would just say, okay, well, this this sounds like a terminology of God doing something new and rivers breaking out and it's a sign of the spirit moving refreshment yes but there is a more practical meaning here for those who know Hebrew hallelujah you will notice that in the Bible there's seven different desert regions in the land of promise uh, there's the Aravah there's the Negev there's the Paran there's the wilderness of Sin um, there's the um, Midbar there's the Jordanian wilderness, river valley. There's the Yeshimon. Okay, so there's different places that mean different things, okay? Not just geographically or for the locations of the tribes, but for end-time prophecy, for the river of God that's going to come forth. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel 47, and make the Dead Sea fresh again. Um, the return of the Jewish people, the return of the movement of the Spirit. It's all situated where Paul went into Arabia. He, that's this area here in the uh, Greco-Roman era. Arabia is this area I'm about to talk about. So let's center in. We have to be understand history, but at the same time, the Bible says, don't call to mind the former things, meaning we should be students of history. We should know the things, 1 Corinthians 10, that Israel's mistakes, so we won't fall into the same mistakes, Okay. But at the same time, don't call those things into a place of that's my foundation I'm going to look to because you, the new thing God's doing has not been seen before. So the first thing we have to do is forget the past. Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. And many of us, you know, human nature wants to forget the, the pains and the sorrows and the problems and, you know, things you regret that you did. And I understand that. Hallelujah. But let's also forget our victories and our breakthroughs and things we punt, hung our hat on and trophies and medals and uh, awards and diplomas and achievements. Why? Because those things can keep you from entering into the new thing. So that the prophet says by the Spirit, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things that have passed. Behold, I do something new. I want to be in the new thing God's doing. Don't you? Hallelujah. Now it shall spring forth. Will we not be aware of it? This is like a rhetorical question. Aren't you going to be aware of it? It's springing forth now. So what do you mean? How are we going to be aware of it? Well, the prophet by the Spirit said, aren't you aware of it? Look. And the sign is, I'll make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A roadway in the wilderness. Okay? So the wilderness here. In the Midbar. God is making a roadway in the wilderness. Now, it's interesting, the word Midbar, which is the Judean wilderness where Jesus was tested, 
and where John the Baptist preached in, is also the same word where we get the word Deborah, which is the word of the Lord, the, prophet, the prophetess, the judge. And also it's the same root for Debir, which is the holy place in the tabernacle. And it's the same word where we get the word thing or word. Okay? <laughs> this is awesome. Meaning, your holy place is your desert. The wilderness of testing is your holy place. And that's where you hear the word of the Lord. Interesting. So when there, you always knew, know that God's doing something new is when there is a roadway, Isaiah 40, in the wilderness. When there is the message of repentance, the message of holiness going forth, the message of returning back to your God, bringing you into a desert experience, bringing you into a solitary wilderness experience to get the wild out of us. Hallelujah. That is the sign God's doing something new. And the second sign, hallelujah, a lot of people, students of revival say, yeah, you can tell God's doing something new. There's national awakening, national repentance, local repentance, bodies of believers beginning to repent and seek God. There must be something new about to happen. And I totally agree with that. But there's another thing here, because people have been so Greek-heavy, so contemporary, okay, humanistic laden, they've forgotten their Jewish roots. And the next word is rivers. That it, Behold, I do something new. The sign, once you be aware of it, roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, rivers in the desert. <laughs> it's a paradox. There is no rivers in the desert. They wouldn't be a desert, if you know what I mean. We're talking about here, the prophet is saying, Neherot Yishimon. It's not just any desert. It is the desert, the lowest desert on earth that comes up to the southern end of the Dead Sea, the area where Sodom and Gomorrah was. Just south of the Dead Sea is what is called the Yishimon Desert, which connects into the Arava. I'm going to explain these words in just a moment to you. This is the lowest point on earth. And this desert is called, in other places, David calls it the wasteland. There is absolutely nothing there. It's, I've driven the ministry vehicle through there. It's a white, powdery chalk. It's canyons. It looks like the Badlands in America. This place is inhospitable. But in this place, that it is so dry that it receives so little bit of rainfall each year. There comes these century-type floods. Not even a hundred-year flood. I'm talking about century-type floods massive, sudden flash floodings that makes this desert, this wasteland called the Yishimon, boom, explode to look like Niagara Falls, like the St. Lawrence River, the Mississippi River, the Nile, all of it combined. And when this thing happens, this is the sign that God's doing something new. It goes on and says here, I'll make rivers in the desert in this Yishimon. The beasts of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I've given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the wasteland or desert to drink to my chosen people. The people whom I'm formed for myself will declare my praise. So what the prophet is prophesying here, even the jackals and the ostriches will rejoice, okay? Because God is giving drink to his chosen people, not just natural drink, okay? But we're talking about spiritual drink, 
And these people whom God formed for himself that is pouring out these rivers, hallelujah, in this desert land, and so we'll declare his tehillah, his highest praise. Now, I got pretty excited because this is happening right now. I mean, I, my morale is peaked out right now, brothers and sisters. We are seeing it right now, even as I speak. Two days ago, Dalit and I, there was a break in the flooding, and we drove down there for a day and just amazed at the immensity of the water that has come through that area. Uh, Israelis, um, geologists, others, the papers are starting to, re- to report that this is beyond anything they've ever seen in the history of Israel. Hallelujah. They're saying the higher plateau just west of it, which is called the Negev, the high Negev received more rainfall in one day than it has in 10 years. And they're saying the amount of rain that fell on the 18th, 18th, by the way, in Hebrew is chai, which means life, is beyond any record they've ever kept since the establishment of the state of Israel. Hallelujah. Elat received more rain in one day than it does in 10 years. Huge deluges of rivers, the Paran, the Arava, Nachal, okay, Tzin, and these others exploded with water. Now, just one of the tributaries that flow into this river system is the Paran. That's where it's mentioned in the Bible where the children of Israel for 40 years. Another one is the Nachal Tzin, which is a beautiful, beautiful river valley that runs right past the area where the Valley of Dry Bones is. You know from Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones, where we have found that spot, hallelujah, where there's millions of rocks that are rounded, that are made of the same thing that are made, our bones are made of calcium and phosphate. It's amazing to see this place. Those who've come on our special VIP tours, adventure tours, I've seen it and are amazed. Okay, it's where the children of Israel drop dead in the wilderness. It's where Aaron is buried. And they could see the promised land, but they could not enter into it. So it's in this area that this huge raging rivers rushed by. Hallelujah. This is the sign. Ezekiel's army, the dry bones coming alive. Hallelujah. And also in this area is where the 12 spies went in. And 10 came back with a bad report, but 2 came back with a good report. Glory to God. This area is loaded with biblical history. This is where Abraham and Isaac and Jacob sojourned and learned the walk of faith. This is the region where also where Israel has its uh, secret nuclear facility and secret weapons for any surprises against our enemies. This is also the area where an incredible amount of agricultural production has broken out in the Arava, in the Paran, Ein Yahav, Hatziva. These are huge greenhouse Moshavim or Kibbutzim, growing areas that provide Israel and the world with all types of fruit and vegetables and dates. It's beautiful. And you say, why are they situated there? Because people that moved here many years ago read the Bible and they went and dug there, hallelujah, and built these agricultural settlements by these riverbeds, these dry riverbeds, because they knew that when these things flooded, it could provide water for years and years ahead for agriculture. It's also the area which I want to key in on. Many believers don't know about. You've probably 
know about the uh, Petra, which is right across the, the valley there in, from the uh, Arava in Jordan. This was built by the Nabataeans of the 3rd century. Now, the Nabataeans were, some were believers, some were not, but the Nabataeans built an incredible civilization in the Negev, in the wilderness, in this desert area, and they were able to sustain a population of over 100,000 people in the 3rd century and prospered greatly because all the trade routes from Babylon and Persia, instead of going north, now went straight through this area to Egypt. Why? It's because they had resting stops. They had watering holes. They had oases in the desert. And how did they make those oases? It may not have rained for 30, 40, 50 years. But when it did rain, the Nabataeans were such brilliant engineers that they built dams and dikes that would funnel these flash floods into underground cisterns so they could have water for themselves and for agriculture for years and years and decades in advance until the next floods came. Okay, so it, And because of that, the trade routes came their direction and they became very, very wealthy people. Now, let's understand that if we can do the same, if we can, so to speak, build the secret mysterious cisterns inside of ourselves, if we can be people that can take a hold of this next move of the Spirit that is now happening, hallelujah, think of the prosperity, think of the trade routes that will come to you because you understood rivers in the desert and you were like the ancient believers and Nabataeans who built, hallelujah, even though there wasn't a cloud in the sky, even though it was hovered between 40 and 50 Celsius during the summer, come on, it was hot, inhospitable region. You knew that when the rains came, hallelujah, you could live an oasis experience. Glory to God. And this is what God is saying through us today in this broadcast to you. Hallelujah. Be like the ancient Nabataeans. Be like Paul who went into this area called Arabia. Be like the prophets of old who went into this area. Be those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Rivers literally are breaking out right now. Now the last time this type of rainfall hit Israel in the desert was the 9091 winter. And uh, it was tremendous. And on the heels of that came a revival, or we should say a renewal, an awakening some sort within the church through Brownsville, Rodney Howard Brown, Toronto, whatever. And some of those things kind of went off and got kind of weird. But the, the, the virgin aspect of it, hallelujah, was a move of the Spirit that hit planet Earth. And it happened, glory to God, right after these massive rains in the same deserts of Israel fell in the 90-91 winter. Now, I was a, a young believer at that time, and I saw it happen. And some uh, came into my office and began to prophesy uh, Isaiah 43, that rivers were about to break out in this desert. And I knew what he was talking about because I had studied uh, the different uh, Israeli archaeologists who really were military engineers that were in these areas studying out these wadis and these found the Nabataeans and found these civilizations. Why? Because they were looking for areas basically during war with uh, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and Egypt, they are looking for air places for their mechanized infantry, mechanized divisions, their heavy armor, which sand, which area, bedrock was the quickest to run their vehicles through uh, to do uh, for the IDF, for defense purposes. And it's within these engineering and survey of the desert lands of the Sinai that different generals and different archaeologists began to find this whole civilization 
down there. Hallelujah. And they began to recognize that these people were following the prophets, what I'm reading here to you today. And it was just amazing. So as I was reading that and this guy was prophesying to me, I knew right away we saw about that rivers about to break out in this Yeshimon Desert region, south of the Dead Sea, most inhospitable place on planet Earth. And boom, it happened a few days later. And then a few months later came this great move of the Spirit. So I am here to tell you that this has not happened for over 20 years, and now it's happening again. And the amount of rainfall that has fallen in the Negev, okay, <laughs> glory to God, that, that fell either and the, the watershed went west into Gaza, into the Mediterranean, or went east into the Dead Sea area, or the Arava, what we're talking about now, glory to God, is it's never happened this amount of rain ever fallen before and so that's why we got to pull up our bootstraps forget the past don't ponder things of old god is doing something new hallelujah he's about to pour out his spirit like never before how do i know that based on rivers in the desert well chapter 44 the next chapter says in verse 3 even as i pour water on the thirsty land streams on the dry ground so i'll pour out my spirit on your offspring my blessings on your descendants you want your family members born again? You want your spirit to fall upon your, your children? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want him to pour out your spirit on your offspring? I do. Hallelujah. Well, the sign here is even as he pours out water on the thirsty ground and streams, rivers on the parched ground. Now, it's interesting in Hebrew, the conjunctions and prepositions can read like this. Even as I pour out water on the thirsty land. Okay, so will be the same corresponding measure I pour out my spirit on your offspring. This is incredible, brothers and sisters. Meaning, whenever this desert region of Israel called the Yishimun gets flash floods, God pours out natural rainwater in enormous amounts. This is a sign to us. The same corresponding measure he is going to pour out his spirit on our offspring. Hallelujah. We're talking about a Joel outpouring here, brothers and sisters. It is happening now. I'm basing everything on this. I've read, I believe the scriptures. I saw it happen 20 years ago, and now it's happening again. This is that alert to you. Now, it's not just an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but it's also a sign of the return of the Messiah, our Lord Jesus. Isaiah 59, it says here in verse um, 15, I'll begin. Yes, truth is lacking. He who turns aside from evil makes himself a prey. Now the Lord saw it was displeasing, and his sight saw there was no justice. He saw that there was no man. He was astonished that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm brought salvation to him. His righteous upheld him. He put on righteousness, like a breastplate, helmet of salvation. Look at this. This is the Ephesian uh, battle armor. It's not just the armor of some Roman soldier that we've been led to believe by some, certain Bible translators. Come on. We're talking about God's armor himself, that he puts it on because there is no justice. When you see the enemy, the schemes, we wrestle like it's flesh and blood. When there was no justice, okay? When we see what's happening in the political situation, the judicial situation, economic situation, we see what's happening worldwide, and we see there's no justice. God himself is looking for an intercessor, and he puts on his battle armor. And that's the armor we're called to wear, according to Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. And verse 19, it says, So they'll fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord dries. Now, I know for those folks who like the King James Version, I just want you to let you know that the King James Version mistranslated this 
according to the Masoretic text, because there was a minor scribal area in one word in the Masoretic text, okay, that made it look like when the enemy comes in like a flood. First of all, there is no reference to any enemies here, okay? The context is the Lord himself coming in. So we see through the Dead Sea Scrolls that were discovered that that scribal area by the Masoretic text, which is a good translation, um, was corrected, okay, by us seeing an earlier and more original translation, the Dead Sea Scrolls. So the NIV puts in, he will come like a pent-up flood, okay? The uh, New Jerusalem version says he'll come in like a hemmed-in stream, okay? Amplified New American Standard. I like the New American Standard because it, it keys off the Dead Sea Scrolls discovery. Um, it says that he, God, will come like a rushing stream. Glory to God. I've, been, I've seen these rushing streams. You don't mess with this water, folks. We had an Israeli flood chaser who chases the floods and takes pictures of it, like you have tornado chasers in America. And he was an expert, and he was well-seasoned in this. And he got, was in the uh, Nachal Arava and uh, was swept away, tragically, okay? Several people died this week going out to, to look at these floods, and they didn't recognize the power, the immensity of the water that had come down, Okay? So this is how the Lord is going to return, like a rushing pent-up flood, which the ruach, the breath, the wind of God is going to drive along. And the next verse, and a redeemer will come to Zion, and to those who turn from transgression, and Jacob declares the Lord. You know, that's the quote that the Holy Spirit gives Paul in Romans eleven twenty-five, that all Israel be saved, eleven twenty-five and verse 26, and a redeemer will come to Zion. This is the reference, meaning... All Israel being born again, the Messiah returning is going to be like a pent-up flood. Suddenly, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. And that's why we're positioned here. That's why many of you have sowed into this. And we appreciate that. And God so much is going to bless you like you never could be blessed before. Hallelujah. He told me, I saw the glory of God one morning, praying at the beach in Tel Aviv, looking out the window of, of the hotel we were in coming over here to spy out the land, looking for a place to live. And he appeared to me in the glory cloud, and he says, I want you to move to Israel now. Not an invitation, a command, because I'm about to pour out my spirit upon the Jewish people like never seen before on planet Earth. And that day we found this house, hallelujah, went back home, and somebody provided. And many of you helped provide us to get over here, and we're here, hallelujah, we're here in the land, the house is debt-free, glory to God, we're here on private land, glory to God, and we're stationed, we're building out, we're on the ramparts, on the guard post, and proclaiming to you, hallelujah, that another sign, another prophetic phenomena is happening, rivers are breaking out in the very desert, Isaiah talked about, like a pent-up flood. And this is not just a sign of the Jewish people getting born again. Hallelujah. Like a sudden flash flood coming in. This is the sign also of Jesus himself coming back quickly. Hallelujah. Another wonderful text about this flooding that's used in the Bible is Psalms 126. It says, When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Sion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue with joyful shouting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Laughter. Filled with laughter. And our tongue with screaming, ear-ringing cries of rena. Rena just, just, just means singing. It's ear-ringing cries of joy. Hallelujah. 
And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. There it is. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the flash floods in the south, which is the Negev, where it rained the most rain ever before recorded in modern Israeli history. Restore our captivity, O Lord, like this flash flood in the Negev desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful screaming and shouting. He goes to and fro weeping, carrying his back of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So the terminology here is of this great joy, great screaming and rejoicing that comes suddenly, hallelujah, like these flash floods in the south, in the Negev, okay? But this is not just talking about bringing in your sheep. This is talking about the return from Babylon. Now, God has delivered us from Egypt. Egypt is the world system. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. We've been delivered from that. We've been baptized in the Red Sea crossing, the River Jordan, hallelujah, baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the second captivity, we've not yet been fully released from. Hmm. And what was that captivity? Babylon. And that's what comes to prominence in the book of Revelation. We have not yet seen the great harlot, the whore, Babylon, fully judged yet. So what this is saying is that our captivity being restored be like those who dream is a huge transfer of wealth from the Babylonian system. The gold and silver belong to him to build his second temple, Haggai 2. The gold and silver belongs to him. This is quoted in Hebrews chapter 12, that God is shaking everything that can be shaken. And they're going to take that Babylonian wealth system, hallelujah, which belongs to God, and come and build that second, hallelujah, glory temple that Haggai talks about. Woo! Hallelujah. So that's the risk. Could it be, brothers and sisters, we're at the, at the epicenter of Israel, and my job is to proclaim to you, hallelujah, I've been created for this purpose, to be a shofar, hallelujah, a living oracle, to proclaim to you the oracle of God, that there I am a witness. It is happening in the desert, and God is going to restore our captivity from this financial credit debt system, hallelujah, of Babylon, glory to God, and bring in an incredible transfer of wealth from this Babylonian system. And we're going to shout hallelujah like the ancient farmers shouted when the streams that were dry for decades suddenly burst forth with waters, floodwaters. We're going to cry. We're going to weep. We're going to rejoice. That's the terminology of Psalms 126. Hallelujah. I'm looking here at some newspapers from Israel. It's amazing. The, the amount of flooding. And what's interesting in this flood wasn't just the Yeshimon Desert that was flooded, which is a sign, but it was the entire Aravah. The Aravah was flooded like I have never seen before. I have pictures that, that are just, just personally, I'm put, I put one of the pictures as my uh, background on my desktop of my laptop computer because it is incredible when you look at it. Nobody in modern Israeli history has ever seen the Aravah flooded like this. And what is the Aravah? What does it mean for us who love the Bible? Well, it's Isaiah 35. Look at Isaiah 35. The wilderness and the desert will be glad. The Aravah will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will blossom profusely. Hallelujah. And rejoice with rejoicing and a shadow joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sherwin. They will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. 
Encourage the exhausted. Strengthen the feeble. Say to those with anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Then the eyes of the eye of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb will shout for joy. For waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the Aravah. That's what's happening. It's happening right now as we're talking. And the scorched land will become a pool. The thirsty ground springs of water, and the haunted jackals its resting place. Grass becomes reed and rushes. And a highway will be there, a highway, a roadway. It will be called the highway of holiness. That's it. The unclean will not travel on it. It will be for him who walks that way. Fools not wander on it. No lion will be there, nor any vicious beast will go up on it. These will not be found there. But the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return. And come with joyful shouting to Zion. And everlasting joy upon their head. They'll find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I am looking at pictures of 18-wheelers totally devastated, thrown around like dominoes, thrown around like Lego blocks in an incredible raging Arava Nachal, the river of the Arava. Incredible the amounts of water. You should see the news, the waterfalls. You should see the the overview of the airplane that the Israeli airplane that flew over and took video of the valley that's just totally flooded right now. This is the Arava. This is the key area next to the Yeshimon. The Arava and Yeshimon are like two twins. They, one's at the northern section, one's the south. This is the region that God is going to pour out His Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, the Israelis are pretty uh, bold and pretty industrious and pretty uh, clever, and they tried to refill the Dead Sea because it's falling under with uh, building a canal here in the Arava from a lot that would, and going down below sea level through gravity, bring water from the Red Sea in a lot. A canal would go down, head from south to north into the Dead Sea to refill it. And I know the geologist that was in charge of the product project and and also I know another a junior geologist told me that when they started testing the salt water from the Red Sea and how what would would happen the chemical reaction as it entered in to the Dead Sea is that it turned into chalk or like gypsum like into drywall it just turned into like whiteness and it would destroy the entire ecosystem of the Dead Sea area <laughs> so that project was canceled okay Listen, God's going to do it, okay? God himself in his sovereignty, not through the hand of man, not through the hand of engineers and technology. God himself will flood the Dead Sea and make it fresh through his supernatural rainfall and his supernatural springs breaking out in the desert. Hallelujah. They come out from underneath the throne of God. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 47 tells us. And it will be for the healing of the nations. And this area is the Arava. Okay, this is that place that's going to incredibly blossom. Now, the Israelis are, that live in that area are excited because the dry reservoirs have been filled up. Um, the dikes and the dams that they built for holding areas are now filled with water. Glory to God. And soon, a whole carpet of species of flowers and all types of grass, the greenery that's about to break out and carpet the landscape of the desert. Hallelujah, the next few weeks. The, the flowers that uh, happened 20 years ago, it's going to happen again, that have laid dormant for centuries are about to blossom again. Hallelujah. 
because of the floodwaters that got us in. This is the greatest amount of rain ever recorded in the Negev, and it's flowing into this lower valley called the Aravan Yishimun Desert. And in that place, it says the glory of Lebanon will be given to it. Lebanon is the place where Solomon got most of his building materials, okay, for the temple. The glory of Lebanon, the beauty, the majesty of Carmel. What's Carmel? Carmel, that's Elijah. That's the Haifa area. That's uh, the references, okay. Glory to God, the beauty uh, and the, the wonderful economic resources in that region. And then the Sharon. What's the Sharon? Well, the Sharon is the main agricultural belt in Israel. Hallelujah. That runs all the way down from the Carmel Range, all the way down uh, and starts to end right before Beersheba. Hallelujah. The Sharon, the fertile agricultural area. They will see the glory of God at the Majesty of Carmel. And it's in this place, my job is to encourage you, those who are exhausted, those who are feeble, those who have anxious heart, God is saying, take courage, fear not. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Arava is breaking out in waters right now. This desert region is breaking out with waters. Glory to God. Go to our website and look at the last email we sent out. Look at the raging flooding rivers that are flooding through this region. Hallelujah. Why be encouraged? Because God is going to come with vengeance. He is shaking everything that can be shaken. And it's in this place that incredible healing miracles are going to break out. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. The physical and the spiritual blind and deaf are going to see, are going to hear. (laughs) The lame are going to run and leap like a deer. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's breaking out waters in this area. And also the haunted jackals will be rejoicing. What's the jackals? Jackals represent an 8th century prophetic literature of places that God has judged and withdrew his presence. Plus about the jackals amongst the ruins of Jerusalem howling at night. Why jackals? Jackals represents something that God has judged, Ichabod, but now God's about to revisit. Think about it. Dead denominations, dead churches, dead fellowships, dead synagogues, dead religion. God is going to breathe. Hallelujah. And the, even the jackals are going to rejoice as a new wineskin is coming forth. Hallelujah. And in this place will be the highway of holiness. No more revivals. No more awakenings that the leaders can't keep their Levites on. Therefore disqualify themselves from being Levites. Okay? We're going to see a highway of holiness. No more of this flaky leadership. No more of this carnality. No more of this sexual perversion, pornography, divorce and remarriage going on among the Levites and those who are called. We're talking about no unclean will travel this highway. We're talking about a highway of holiness, a purity. Hallelujah. And this highway is flooded, folks. I just can't get over it. I mean, I took the picture as a video. It just, it's, it's mind-boggling. You know what's so mind-boggling about it? Because I had, this month I've had two major prophetic events happen. The first one I was walking on the, uh, praying at the at the special forces training base. One of them, not far from our house, and I was asking God the legitimacy and the validity of, of Lord. You know, we, we want us to build out this new Holy Ghost uh, Paul Mock Center to train warriors. Hallelujah! And uh, you know, instead of traveling the world and doing revival means like I usually do, to be here and pioneer, pioneer this thing. Hallelujah! And it's like, it's like starting a new vineyard, you know. It takes time to grow these plants. Hallelujah. And suddenly as I'm praying, I said, Lord, give me a sign. And suddenly I looked up and a double rainbow breaks out 
over the special forces base amazing you saw the video of it you go to our website you can see it now a few days ago let's see on the 17th i was in the house here praying saying lord do something miraculous we need a sign in one we need a major breakthrough hallelujah and boom two days later these floods break out in the very area that rivers and desert ministry is named after hallelujah the highway of holiness and this is the place this great joy is breaking out but then sisters my morale's peaked out today. Hallelujah. We're talking about, this is the area that Ezekiel's River, 47. We're talking about, this is the stream that makes glad the heart of God. Hallelujah. We're talking about the rivers in the desert, the sign of the new thing. We're talking about Babylon being reversed, our captivity of the credit debt system, the financial system being set free from that. Hallelujah. As the signs of the streams in the south and the Negev. We are talking about the whole gamut of everything promised in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as is is keyed on the natural floodings in the Arava and the Ishimon Desert, the highway of holiness, massive healing revival, and most of all, the glorious sudden return of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is based like a flash flood. We gotta be ready. We can't be like those hikers that think we know it all in the desert. Okay, oh yeah, we know this, we know, we, we know what God's saying, and they get caught up in the flash flood. We can't be even like a flood chasers who think they know every nook and cranny of where the floods and waterfalls are and how to, how to um, you know, push the envelope but still be safe and be swept away and killed. Folks, Jesus is coming back. God is coming. He's sending his Messiah in vengeance, this armor. He's coming back like a pent-up flood. And what are we called to do? Very simple. The next verse is Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You mean arise in Hebrew means? Kumi! Or it means get up and shine. It's not a polite word. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Forget that melody. Wrong melody, wrong song. Take it out of your inventory. Don't sing that song like that anymore. It's get up. It's in the imperative. Get up, shine. Hallelujah. That's why the nation's coming. The gold and silver coming. Our sons and daughters coming on the backs. These camels, these, these incredible thousands and thousands of caravans of camels bringing in the prosperity. Hallelujah. Because of the brightness of our rising. Is that quoted in the New Testament? You better believe it. Ephesians chapter 5. Let me just read it to you as we conclude. Hallelujah. I hope this is blessing you. <laughs> Beyond anything you can imagine. Glory to God. Here in Ephesians 5, Paul quotes from Isaiah 60, because the flash floods, the Lord himself is coming back. We're to rise up like some way. He says here, Endeavor to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Verse 11, Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead expose them. Come on, folks. Time to expose the darkness and not be entertained by it. It's disgraceful even to speak of things done by them in secret. For all things become visible and they're exposed by the light. For everything becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake sleeper! Arise from the dead and Messiah will shine on you. So the Messiah to shine on us, hallelujah, we got to awake sleepers. We, and why are people falling asleep? Because of darkness. Because of compromise. Because of not learning to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Okay, not walking as children of light. Come on, it's time to repent and get flushed of all this uncleanness and all this darkness and all this entertainment that you like to do. Come on, and be children of the light. And to rise up sleeper, 
to wake up. It's the same word Jesus says to the, to the dead young damsel. He says, telakumi in Hebrew means get up. It's the same word for resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Get up. The return of Jesus, the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. This highway of holiness. Get up. And Messiah will shine on you. Well, how are we supposed to get up until he returns? Well, it says, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. You've got to be wise. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. Come on, folks. The days are evil. Making the most of your time. What does that mean? It's the same Greek word used, according to the linguistic key, Greek New Testament, of the time that you had to seize the opportunity in the marketplace. Because the vegetables, the strawberries, the produce was that time, okay? And they didn't have refrigeration back then, so you had to seize the moment or the produce would rot. Seize the moment. Redeem the time. Now is the time. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is not to be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. The sign of the flash floods, the sign of the rain in the desert is a sign of the new move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That precedes the glorious return of the Messiah. The, I love the linguistic key. The Greek New Testament says it's a present passive imperative here. It says, allow yourself to be filled with the Spirit. It's a command, but you have to allow. You have to yield. Allow yourself to be filled with the Spirit. You begin to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This is the new song that comes from the rivers of the desert. Hallelujah. The people that I form for myself will declare my praise. Hallelujah. And you can read the rest of Ephesians there about husbands and wives, about the church. Hallelujah. And Jesus. Glory to God. Marriage being a, a sign of Jesus and his church. And the final battle of time is upon us, brothers and sisters. This is Scott Holtz with Rivers in the Desert. Hallelujah. We'll conclude this audio podcast. I don't know what else to say. I just feel like to start speaking in tongues and worshiping God right now because there's nothing else to say in English. I've depleted my English vocabulary trying to describe to you guys today what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. I believe those who have ears to hear are hearing what the Spirit's saying. Now is the time, brothers and sisters, to rise up Put off the deeds of darkness. Allow the Spirit to fill you. Let the song of the Lord come up within you even now. Begin to worship Him. He's looking for those to worship Him in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Walk this highway of holiness. Hallelujah. This is where your healing is for your limbs. This is where your healing. Hallelujah. To see what the Lord's saying. This is where healing for blind eyes and deaf ears. This is the place. The Arava is breaking forth. Hallelujah. This is the terminology of the return of Jesus. This is the terminology of the, the, the Dead Sea coming to life. This is the terminology of the river of God. This is the terminology of Jesus himself's return. Hallelujah. A lot of people have been emailing me. Folks, I get hundreds of emails. It's incredible how much come in. Thousands and thousands and thousands of emails. I cannot return them all just because there's not enough hours in the day. But do know I read them. I pray over them, okay? If it's something very, very important, keep emailing me over and over. I'll get it, okay? <laughs> Second, we're in a situation financially where people, um, if you're being fed through these broadcasts, the Bible says if we're feeding you spiritually, is it wrong to receive back from you materially? First, First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11, 9 one Interesting, huh? So 
you're being fed by these broadcasts, you're being fed by these updates, you're being fed through this ministry, hallelujah, then we ask you to be spontaneous and giving like never before, hallelujah. Be like the Macedonian believers who begged Paul for an opportunity to give to the Jewish believers in Israel, hallelujah, even in the midst of their abject poverty, glory to God. And this is where God is able to make all grace abound to you. Uh, we're currently at $107,000 that are needed. $107,000. It only takes 107 partners. Glory to God. Give it $1,000 each. Okay. Or double that amount. $500 each. Okay. Quadruple, etc. The amount's down. You can, you can figure it out. But with partners, this is the time to sow into Israel. This is the time to sow into the move of the Spirit. This is, you know, as you sow, glory to God, you're able to receive and hear from God through this ministry. It's incredible. I love how God does that. I'll say things. I'll preach certain things. It's for you. Hallelujah. Also, this is the final battle of time. This is the final outpouring of the Spirit. It's the Middle East, brothers and sisters. Jesus ain't coming back to Washington, D.C. He's coming back to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And this is the word of the Lord coming forth. This is the word to get you ready for battle. This is the word to, to disciple you. This is the word, hallelujah, to get you strengthened this hour. And this is the word to get you ready for this great outpouring of the Spirit and the reverse of the financial system. Glory to God. Whew. You can give on the website. We encourage you. Um, check up on your credit cards. Make sure they're not expiring. Um, continue to give for the $20, 50 100 whatever you're giving each, each month. It's wonderful. Just double check that it's being processed properly. It's not going into default because you don't have funds in the account or um, because your card has expired. Be a steward on that and continue to give. We thank you for that. God bless you. Come on, folks. We need to, we need to purchase the land. We need to... Um, build out a training center. We are ready. We are ready to move forward with this. And so the 107,000 is going to take care of the, the the special forces and the different operations we've been doing here. And they're, they're still calling me. They have such needs. Hallelujah. These David's mighty men. And, and, and acts of kindness open eyes of blindness. Then there's the 1.3 million that we want to do to buy the land and build out a facility. Brothers and sisters, this is so needed here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be in the battle, in the thick of it. A lot of people complain about life in Israel and, the, and how hard it is and all the problems. And, you know, let me just tell you something. Marines never retreat. They just regroup and redeploy. Hallelujah. We're not here to retreat. Hallelujah. When the tough gets going, the tough get moving. Hallelujah. Excuse me. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Man, we just, I thrive in this environment of trials. Hallelujah. Taking on, doing counterterrorism, raising up troops, sharing with people these keys to victory. And now, here we are, Holy Ghost weathermen declaring to you God's doing something new. Now is the time to get your hearts right, brothers and sisters. Don't move. Be aware of it. Don't miss this next move that's happening. Glory to God. Well, this is Scott Holtz with Rivers and Desert. We greet all of our friends and mega and Rav Shalom to you. Keep in touch. And if you do plan on coming to visit us, let us know well in advance so we can take you on some Holy Ghost VIP tours and really bless your socks off. Hallelujah. Bless you in a way. Make the Bible come alive as you see the different sites and see what God's doing historically and contemporary here in modern Israel. Glory to God. I think it's about to do it. I hope your morale is peaked out like mine is. I'm so excited what God's doing. I feel like going and running. Hallelujah. Running this race. I'm uh, pretty excited because this evening uh, our family is going to Jerusalem. 
our son uh, in the Special Forces is uh, doing his ceremony at the Western Wall with his unit. Glory to God. And officially they get their weapons tonight. So we're excited about that service. Keep them in prayer. Hallelujah. These young men are out there taking care of our borders, securing this country from the serial killers of Islam. Praise God for these young men. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they'd be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming running home to you now. In your name I pray. Amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.